thegiantkiller.co and the By George Podcasting Network present the By George Podcast with Brian Lawrence and Chris Jones. The original George Mason basketball podcast. They're on their feet. Here, Hancock. Oh! Off the top of the backboard, no. Loose, Hancock. Front court, Morrison. One Mason, boy, George Mason. Bye, George, man. We are back. It's been a while, and there's no better time to talk about Mason basketball than the start of the summer with off-season stuff coming up. We just got out of the portal. You know, we're we're, we're still recruiting right now, and we got Kenner League coming up. And if you know by George, you know we're at Kenner. Jonesy, man, our energy is high because we're excited for what we've already seen this off-season. Say what's up to the fans. Ton of new faces. I mean, we're here to talk about... Saquon Singleton, we got to talk about Justin Fernandez, Victor Bailey Jr., Peter Oduro, uh, we have Devin Dinkins, uh, we have Elvis Naji, uh, we have uh, Ojiaku, so ton of new faces that we're bringing in, um, and today we have a super special guest, um, the one and only Kim English. Um, and we put it out there discuss- for our fans, you know, yeah. like sometimes you're like, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to keep it a secret and, but no, this time it's like, guess what? We got Kim English, um, talk with us is the branding. This is episode one and, and we're kicking off our summer with the head coach of Mason basketball, Kim English, man, come off mute and just kind of, you know, say what's up, man. You, you, I, I don't know if you even feel how much you're loved at Mason, but like we know because we follow this closely, man, and we just appreciate what you, the energy you've brought already. Kim English, what's up? No, this is a special place, man. Really excited to be on here with you guys. You know, obviously really honored and humbled and excited to be the coach at Mason. Um, place I think is incredibly special and and with uh, with incredible upside um, love Mason Nation love our fans love our student love, love everything about this place and um, really ready to get this thing going um, disappointing yeah. season for our group but um, you know really enjoyed this offseason taking inventory learning um, continuing to build and um, excited to uh put the product on the, f- the the floor next season. You know, we're going to go into the portal and back, but one thing I got to talk to you about um, real quick, because like we obviously follow social media pretty closely. Um, you are actually one of the biggest promoters of campus. Like you take pictures of campus, you post videos, um, you talk about how beautiful campus is. So, you know, I, I want to get your opinion uh, of Mason campus and, and just kind of the area itself. I know you just recently, I think, moved to Arlington, like kind of talk to us about your experience year one. It's 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 my favorite place I've ever lived. Um, and I've lived wow. all over wow. the world, France, Italy, um, everywhere. Uh, it's, it's just the best. Uh, I love the city. I love D.C. I live in Arlington, um, you know, but obviously spent a lot of time in Fairfax. I lived in Fairfax for a, my fir- a lot of my first year, but just even having kids come on campus, you know, it being the largest public school in the state of Virginia, um, our campus is beautiful. It's modern, um, you know, it's new, it's cool, it's it's it, 
it's a great spot that we really, really, really enjoy recruiting to. And, you know, what's funny is when, you know, we first got here, this was the first time I've ever been in a non-football school. So I was really, really, really concerned with fall official visits. I was like, man, what are we going to do on, you know, Saturdays in the fall? It's, you know, football. But the visits here have been incredible. <laughs> I mean, all the different places you have in Fairfax and Arlington, all the different pockets of D.C., you know, it's like, you know, football schools don't get to compete with us when it comes to all we have to offer, showing a kid and his family um, the complete GMU experience. And and just to kind of touch on that with, with each experience that a recruit has coming on campus, is it unique to every player or do you have some sort of like stamped out route that you want to take, uh, you know, a kid like? Like it may be sort we of, are uh, really interested in your recruit oh, yeah. <laughs> and like where you're taking them and just kind of like, you know, yeah. your plan around it. No, it's incredibly unique. Um, you know, if it's a kid from D.C., we might want to spend more time in Fairfax, you know, showing them Fairfax Corner, Fairfax. You know, we um, you know, if it's a kid from out of town, we absolutely show all that D.C. has to offer, you know, with it only being 12 miles from from campus so yeah i mean we do dinner in dc we i mean we do georgetown waterfront we do old town alexandria um one of our great supporters chris derlach mm -hmm. he he is our uh he's my personal uh, restaurant buff he he knows restaurants in every city in america so he's introduced me to some great spots in dc um fairfax corner the mosaic um you know, our yeah, prospects yeah. stay in, in in the Mosaic district where they come. If mom wants to walk walk to Target, you know, we do true food. It's just it's a it's a really good visit experience. Like I put up I will put our forty eight hours official visit at Mason against any place I've been. And that's without football. Like we don't have <laughs> football and we aren't missing a thing on official visits. Um so it's really cool. That's awesome. And now let's, should we jump into the portal? Should we, yeah. should we actually? I mean, what is get, the portal? Like, it, like it, when we, when nerds think about the portal, it's like, is this science fiction? Like we think about Stargate, navigating the portal. Like right. we want to kind of know like how you put that together. Like, of course we, we follow the NFL really closely. We like have our own draft boards. Like we're putting names together. Like, you know, we want to know like, how is a coach handling the portal? And we're actually pretty impressed with your handling of the portal in the past two years, being first time head coach in kind of a new atmosphere of a new landscape in college basketball. So we want to kind of know like what happens inside the portal. Well, it, it, it is free agency in college basketball right now. Um, and um, it, it, it's not just the portal, right? It's, it's, it's player acquisition in a whole. So you're not just, saying i need a player out of the portal you're saying no i need a shooting guard or i need a you know a small forward or a point guard and you know if you can get that position and that position has some age and successful college experience that's great you know you obviously you have a board you know like you said we have a, a board yes we have a board we have a board we 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 monitor college basketball just because it's our job you know we 
know we get to keep an eye out on. You know, we watch kids who we recruited in the past and didn't get, kids we have a relationship with. Um, you know, and it's those kids we coached. You know, we were very fortunate enough to have a staff that's been around this game in a lot of places. Um, you know, so when kids we know go into the portal, we obviously have a leg up, um, a leg up. And uh, I really like the group we put together. Uh, you know, you, you guys love the portal. It, it's stressful because <laughs> all you want to do is make sure your roster is intact, right? If you look at it as a rotation, if you look at it as 13 scholarships, um, you know, you love when that roster is set, you know, and when we got um, Ojiako done, it was like a sigh of release, relief for a moment until it was back in 23 and in 24. But um, it, it became evident, you know, we aren't, and this was the way it was at Tennessee for us, our recruiting battles were less about recruiting battles and trying to score a commitment. And this season, it really shown true in the spring. It really turned into an interview process. Um, we stopped recruiting dudes and started interviewing them and try to really find the right fit. And we were incredibly selective, you know, and it, it's fluid, right? Portal recruiting, it can be fast. You can you can love a guy. You can find out new information and you can back away from them. You know, you can, you know, you can watch more film and stop liking them. It's, 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 it's very fluid. It's very quick. You have to be as thorough as possible with your information gathering. You know, you have to be as thorough as, as possible with monitoring entries. Um, and again, you're not limited to just a portal. You know, I think, I think Elvis uh, Najee, is a benefactor you know we are we are the benefactor um from the portal you know i think because everyone was so portal happy that a really good high school player slipped through the cracks um and we're very fortunate to have him now with uh the portal and and so you mentioned that you have a board but i'm assuming it's kind of a kind of a list of guys that you hope may enter or that you have a strong feeling that may enter the portal. Um, how, how, how are you connecting with some of these guys? Is it strictly, you know, hitting them up in their DMs? Maybe you have their uh, phone number on file, you know, is it a text? And then almost like uh, maybe expand on like, how long do you even wait to even hit a player up? Like if they announce that they're hitting the portal, are you within like two minutes like, hey, like it's me, um, like, you know, I'm here at George Mason, like, you want to come join us? Like, or do you like give it some time to breathe? Like, do you let the kid kind of, you know, choose the, like, how, how, how does that all that work? It's, it's no one way. Every situation is different, right? Obviously, you know, VJ Bailey's entrance into the portal is different because obviously we have a long, long, long standing relationship. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and if another kid, it's we're talking for the first time, it has to be normal and natural. Everything's different. You know, obviously, first and foremost, you don't ever contact anyone that's, you know, not in the portal. Um, you know, now, now it's 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 obvious. It's, it's real. You know, AAU coaches, high school coaches, parents reach out to us all the time throughout the season. 
you know, about things, which just gives us a heads up, um, you know, so we can kind of start an e evaluation process early. But contact is triggered once um, a kid has entered the portal and it's confirmed through our compliance staff. And and um, and it's just normal recruitment. You know, we, we strategize as a staff of what's the, 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 the most the, the, the best way, the most strategic way to um, gain communication with, the, with the, the prospect, if it's with me, if it's with an assistant, um, you know, and if it's a DM, if it's, if it's a text message, if it's a FaceTime, if it's a phone call, or if it's a Zoom, um, if it's in person, you know, so it's, it, it's different for every kid because every situation is different. And I think let's just get right into to, to Victor Bailey Jr. As as you, you kind of brought him up and your relationship with him, um, we'd like to know a little bit more about that. Um, just kind of, you know, what kind of player you think. I think I think that's a good segue to just kind of get into the portal players we got. Um, and and so, like, I, I know you I, I can't remember what you just called him, but it, what what do what do people call Victor Bailey Jr.? Does he have a, a nickname or um uh, his name's VJ Victor Jr. Um, obviously, his father played in the NFL. His mother's an Olympic medalist um, wow. in, in Atlanta and Barcelona, um, and uh, or Atlanta and London, maybe or Australia. One of Sydney, Sydney, and in Atlanta and Sydney. Um, I recruited VJ uh, in my second year coaching when I was at the University of Tulsa. It came down to Tulsa, Oregon and Texas A&M. Uh, he ended up going to Oregon. I ended up getting a job at Colorado, so I got to coach against him for two years. And uh, he had solid success at Oregon. He averaged seven points a game. He was right at 40% from three. Um, and uh, when I got the job at Tennessee, um, they reached out to me right away with interest. Um, when you get a job, it, you're, you're, your head's spinning. So for a moment, Recruiting kind of takes a back seat because you're like trying to buy a house, right? Like you're trying to find a move your family. Um, so I was very fortunate. I was boarding a flight to Knoxville when um, his, his his family reached out, and when I touched down in Tennessee, and he's the first name I mentioned to Coach Barnes. We watched film on my drive from Tyson from McGee Tyson Airport to uh, campus, and Coach Barnes fell in love. We had to wait a few days to see if Jordan Bone was going to remain in the NBA draft. Once he did, we went all in on VJ and we beat Baylor in Texas for him. Um, he sat out his first year because of NCAA transfer rules at that time. Uh, he played the next season. He was one of our lead. He was our leading scorer for most of the season, um, at like twelve points a game or so. He dipped a little bit at the end. Um, uh, Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer ended up leading us in scoring, but VJ was third and like 11 and a half points a game. And um, obviously I left and uh, he decided to stay at Tennessee. And um, he didn't have as good of a season this year. You know, uh, you know uh, uh, a lot of reasons to be had, but he is, an, is as mature and humble of a kid and as tough as a kid as I've ever been around. And, you know, he owns everything. And I think he's poised for a really, really, really good final season in college. Um, very similar to Deshaun. And so how, how do you plan on uh, utilizing his skill set? So 
Um, you know, maybe he was recruited as a point guard, maybe he shifted to more of a shooting guard role. Um, is there a way that you sort of want to use him um, with our current system? Uh, what do you, or even maybe just throw out like a player uh, comp? Uh, he's yeah. a shooting guard. He's a yeah, shooting yeah. guard. He can play point in a pinch. He did it some at Tennessee. Um, it's what he's had. It's what he's going to have to be at the next level, if that's NBA, if that's G League, if that's overseas. I mean, he's going to have to play some point, but he's a scorer. He's a, he's a he's a tough defender. He's an incredibly competitive person and player. And um, I'm going to utilize him best by just letting him go. Um, and he's going to have to learn to play our way, understand the shots that w we value. But uh, I'm really excited just to kind of just unleash him, unleash him defensively, physically, competitively, offensively. Just just let him go get it. You know, very similar to the way we let Deshaun play this past season. And defensively, what do you mean by that? Like, I, I you know, because we've listened to a lot of your pressers, uh, you know, pretty much everything you've said. So, like, you you stress defensive a lot. Like, what do we need to see from VJ that, that will deliver? Yeah, he'll be, I mean, again, he'll. it's, I mean, I, 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 I hate to be redundant, but just unleash him. Un unleash him on both sides of the ball. Let him get after dudes, create havoc. You know, we we need to find a way to create more shots. You know, and some of that was because I just didn't feel great about our depth this past season. And, and you know, <laughs> maybe a little bit of that was on me. You know, maybe I should have trusted our bench a little more um, in times. But I'm a coach who really, really, really values what I see every day in practice. And I played our guys that were, you know, the most efficient, most effective every day. And honestly, I, I played him too many minutes. Um, so I'm really excited about our depth is that guys' minutes can go down and hopefully yeah. our intensity, physicality, um, tenacity can go up. So VJ's really competitive, chippy. So, you know, I want to see him. I want to see Saquon, you know, really get after dudes the way Marcus Smart does, the way Pat Beverly does, the way Draymond was, you know, in game two. Um, uh, in Golden State. Uh, so that's kind of what I mean. Just let him go. Let him go. And, and to, to oh, move, go sorry, Jonesy. Yeah. And to move right on to, to another guy within the portal, um, a guy that Virginia Tech fans told us a uh, nickname there was Big John, but I understand he may have a different name. Go ahead and intro, um, intro Big John for us and, and and talk a little bit about how that all unfolded a little bit later in the process, but obviously a guy with a, with, with a ton of upside, um, you know, just also just massive. So we were curious how that kind of unfolded and, and where does he fit in? Does he get to play alongside Josh Aduro? Josh Aduro is posting a lot of videos of like working out from around the three point line. And, you know, so I, we're wondering, is he going to be able to, to, is Josh going to play the four at times? So, I know you can't give us too much information, um, but but Big John, you know, you know what's his story and where does he fit in? Yeah, well, his middle name's John, and he is big. Mm -hmm. um, his name's Genika Chuku. Um, we're gonna call him Genika, Genika Ojiako. Um, it, we absolutely love him. Um, you know, we were recruiting a lot of post guys in the portal and in high school, a lot of international guys, I mean, from all over the world. And um, Coach Simpkins actually uh, brought him to the table. 
Um, it's great info. I was, uh, I was, I don't know what I was doing, but you know, I watched the video that Coach Simp sent on him. Uh, Nate watched the video, and Nate, you know, texted me and said he's exactly what we need. He is exactly what we need. He said the same text twice, and then, and then I got home that night and I did a deep dive into film. Went back to high school, went back to AAU, and watched his his complete maturation as a player. And um, Simp and Nate were right. He was exactly what we needed. Um, yeah, him and Josh, we anticipate they'll play together. That's what we want. That's what we expect. Um, you know, it mirrors some of the best teams in the league. Davidson's too big lineup to start with Brykovich and Meninga, what Dayton did, um, you know, with, uh, with, with Kamara and um, Holmes. You know, uh, you know it's, 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 it's what Boston is doing with Robert Williams and Horford or Grant Williams and Horford, you know, but, 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 um, yeah, Josh is going to play all over the floor. Like he always does. Um, he was best at the five because of the spacing it gave us around him, but we want to be, uh, more physical inside both, both offensively and defensively, um, you know, getting more shots around the rim, having better protection around the rim. So, uh, he was the best post guy we coveted this off season, and we got him. We, you know, we got him, and you know, we thought, well, he was. He was headed to a A10 rival, um, and we came in and we got to turn that ship around. And it's coming to Fairfax. Love to hear that. And now with with Ginica, did you feel like um, after a year in the A10? that a pressing need was to add additional size like the one theme that i feel like i can get on everyone that we brought into mason this year was um just like adding additional size um whether it's um you know elvis ojiaku um fernandez is big you know even victor bailey's big for his uh, position but did you feel like you needed to add additional size to kind of compete in the a10 was that something that you learned after a year Size, talent, toughness, competitiveness, um, you know, but competitiveness, toughness, and, and, and work ethic um, are bedrocks of our program, and that was, was absolutely what we, we wanted to do. You know, games we get out rebounded, games teams, you know, get to the rim on us. Um, you know, it, it, just, it, it just really, when we had the double team in the post, it, it just really, yeah. like, kept me up at night ate me alive and um we'll be a lot more physical this season and i'm really excited about that can you talk about one thing that that um ojiaku does like you know you said you got the chance to watch um the maturation of his you know through his his play is is there something specific that that he does is because from what we can see he's scoring a lot around the rim and he's quite efficient doing so um but is there something that you've seen that he Got better at through college? Yeah, I was joking around with him, uh, you know, when he came on his visit. We're just joking around, just walking on the court. And I, like, kind of – I flipped him a ball, and I act like I, you know, was standing him up in the post. You know, it was just for one possession. It wasn't – we weren't playing. And um, I've guarded Thomas Robinson. I've guarded Ben Wallace. I've guarded Jason Maxill, right, Cole Aldridge, you know, Greg Monroe. Like I've guarded some very big, strong, 
physical players. And he was just messing around and flip-flops, you know, and he did a drop step. All right, I really went to stand him up. And I, I can say I've never felt that much strength on a basketball player ever, ever. Yeah. Um, he's incredibly strong um, with big hands and can really finish with power around the rim. You know, when he when he dunks, and I'm not, again, I, I really, you know, we talked about player comparisons. I'm really hesitant in doing it because I, I don't like putting unwanted pressure on players. But when he dunks the ball, it looks like Will Chamberlain. Mm. You know, it's, it's funny to say that, um, you know, obviously top, maybe a top 10, top 20 player ever in the history of the league. But that's what he looks like when he dunks the ball. He's, he's incredibly powerful and strong. I was going to say he has probably the best physique that I've ever seen of a Mason player uh, throughout the history of the program, like outside of maybe Siobhan Thompson, who had some great length, but um, just a completely built um, kid. He's still very young, but uh, just a, a great physique that can definitely battle with any big in the A-10. So, so Yeah, he's um, done it. I mean, he's done it. He's played and you know, he's had success in the ACC in practices and games and that's you you can't overstate that when you get guys who've played at the highest level I mean ticket you know averaging one point a game at Tennessee and coming to the Atlantic 10 averaging 12 and 8 yeah we're huge ticket fans I mean we were just talking about how ticket didn't hit a three um his last year at Tennessee and then he hit like 40 of them at Mason just how he just took like a huge leap and how we're so excited to see him next year. And um, his and stroke looks nice. Like it's not oh, like it he hit like good. a lucky 40. Like even no. when we were showing up to summer practices, like his, his shot form always looked like sweet. Like, and, yeah, no, and ticket was at 50% most of the season. I think he, he and again, it was, I, I touched on it early. He was, he, he was one of the best three point shooters in the, the nation uh, for most of this year. I think he still may have finished in the top, top 100. Um, but he, he just again, it, it's 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 different, right? It, I mean, kid went from playing three minutes a game to playing thirty three. That was way too many minutes playing thirty three. It's what you mean by when you say like just let him go. Like Ticket was a great example of just kind of letting him go. Yeah, right? but but yeah, yes, absolutely. But you know, some of his struggles at the end of the season weren't all on him. You know, it was you know, yeah. it, it's some conditioning involved with knowing how to play that many minutes and he wore down a bit he was battling bigs inside so we got some help for him and he'll be able to play more at the three some this year and we like we see that like we're you know when you're battling like unfortunately during the Paulson era like we saw a lot of smaller guys battling a10 centers and so like seeing you know what what ticket did even just has the four you know the fans saw that the fans appreciate him. Like he, he was in there. He worked his ass off and, and everyone knows it. Like he is, everyone is high on ticket. Like I, I don't even like expectations were met. And some, that man was like playing hard D diving on the floor, hitting open shots. Like that is something that Mason needed. Hey ass on this podcast. We can say oh, yeah. ass. Oh, we can okay. say oh, shit. We can okay. say don't right. get us, okay. Don't okay. Get okay. No, 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 no. Don't oh. do. Don't, don't. Let's not. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's pop in. I think. I think. So yes. Let's go into Saquon Singleton. Um, probably the most mysterious player um, out of everyone that joined. I think 
um, it, you know, with, with our group, uh, the Giant Killer by George group chat, um, a lot of us are discussing, you know, how is he going to be utilized? Is he uh, point forward? Is he going to be utilized at times as a, point, a point guard? guard? You know, no, I'll say I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll clear up any. He's a point guard. He is a point oh. guard. Um, wow. That is, love to hear it. That is his position. Um, you know, he's one of about 11 guys we evaluated and targeted and, you know, had on campus, you know, backed away from, chose some, some, I mean, I, I, our situation here at Mason was, you know, look at it two ways. You know, when we were recruiting guys to join this, this 57th team of George Mason basketball this next year, um, some guys just want to come and take all the shots. Right. Some guys just want to come and get buckets. Some guys just want to come and get numbers and stats. And they only want to see who you're losing at their position. And if we were recruiting some of those guys and they see Josh Aduro, A-10 leading scorer, and they see V.J. Bailey, you know, you know, he was the leading scorer on the top four team in the SEC. They see Davon Cooper, a thousand point score. They see Devontae Gaines, twelve and eight. They see, uh, you know, highly regarded freshman Justin Fernandez. They sometimes they like they don't want that, right? Um, so of all the point guards we recruited, and Saquon did not play point the, the, these last two seasons at New Mexico. You know, for us to get the real of who Saquon was. It took a deep dive back into his film as a junior college player at Hutch mm-hmm. when he was Nate Oates's like prize recruit of that 2000 and whatever, whatever it was, 19 class. Like Nate Oates really, really, really wanted Saquon at, 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 at Alabama. Um, you know, he had to play the four at New Mexico because, quite frankly, they had other good players that only could play the one. The, the one, um, a, a, a former assistant coach that coached me in college, named Isaac Chu, is an assistant coach at New Mexico, uh, University of New Mexico in Albuquerque. And when we were doing our background on Saquon in between the video. Nate and I were in the car together. Uh, Nate recruited Saquon here and. Um, you know, uh, he's really close with his guardian and people around him. And um, I, I called Nate and I were in between games in Orlando at an EYBL event. And I called Coach Chu to just get background on Saquon, ask about him basketball wise. And, you know, unprovoked, Coach Chu said to me that Saquon is the best teammate he's ever coached. And he said he's the toughest player that he's ever coached. And Isaac Chu was coached at Marquette, Missouri, Virginia Tech, Texas A&M, New Mexico, Murray State. Um, And that was as good of an endorsement as I've heard. And, you know, we got Saquon on campus. We visited with him. We talked to him. We watched video. And he's exactly what we need. He's exactly what we need. I mean, just this weekend, you know, our guys were supposed to be back for a uh, to move into the dorms at. Well, he's already here, but they were supposed to be back for a team picnic at five o'clock. 
on, on Sunday the 5th. And Saquon had a flight from uh, LaGuardia, but his ride from the Bronx had to bail on him. He had to do something he had to do. And, you know, I think his ride bailed on him and his flight got canceled, not delayed, canceled. And a lot of kids in that that moment would just sit down. They would sit down, they would call coach, and they would say, this happened to me. Saquon, with his own money, on his own dime, took a, like a double-decker bus, took a bus mm. from New York to D.C. From D.C., he took the metro from oh. D.C. to Fairfax. From Fairfax, I don't even know if he Ubered or if he walked. But he was on, on campus at about 2 to meet our guys, meet our new guys, coming in, moving in. Like He just got it done. And, and that's who he is. We love him to death. And um, he's a point guard, and and, and 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 really excited to watch him mesh with our group. So that was like that was great. Like that, uh, clearing that up right now just saves so much conversation going forward because now we know like because eventually I was like, all right, we got to wait till I go to practice and see like players break down in position groups and try to like identify, but just clearing up that he's a point guard. Now it's like, okay, well, because we had, we have been debating this for weeks on where he was going to play. Who's going to, you know, just everything. Like we literally debate each other on Mason basketball, like every other day. So, and there there was debate because he was visiting uh, at the same time as uh, Rudy Williams. And and so he was also a point guard. And so when Saquon committed, we maybe thought, oh, well, maybe we got like a point forward, but, you but know, you know yeah. maybe Rudy's, Rudy's still on the, still cards, on the cards. Yeah, their visits it, it, were the same day, but they, as, um, you know, Rudy's visit was ending, Saquon's was beginning. And just to throw this out there, like our recruiting guy nailed this. Like he told, like I was like, I don't know if this is a point guard. Like I don't know, David. Our guys like, uh, no, like Saquon. He played. He he called that he played. Uh, he played point guard in JUCO, I believe, and like he was on it. And uh, I I didn't know. Like I was like, I, well, know, I'm no, trying, no, we're trying. Not, we, we all like already picked starting lineups, so we're all trying to identify the positions. positions. Wow, you like, guys like, are ahead of me. You guys yeah. starting lineups. <laughs> love this stuff i mean saquon's a point guard but so is ronald polite and so is devin dinkins you know and we are and we are by george's big like ronnie guys like have been since high school saw him play in high school so you know and and dinkins the same story we 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 showed up to the wcac uh tournament like you know we're 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 at the fact that we have local point guards just gets us excited alone um, but we also like their skill sets. But just knowing that you said something recently about, I can't remember where it was, but just about how uh, you wanted to, to to bring competition at all the positions and, and add depth. And so just knowing that St. Quan's in that group just kind of elevates that group, in my opinion. Um, so that, that that's great info. Um, that's awesome. Uh, we're excited about that. We're excited about like even just me, like, I'm a big, like, play two bigs guy, have been. In fact, I was, you know, like, people, we, we got into a lot of debates during the, the, the DP era about that. Um, and it was because, like, at times in the A-10, good teams have two bigs. And how do you, how do you compete against that? So just hearing um, your plans for him, uh, going into Saquon and, and VJ himself, I think we can move on, Jones, unless Well, you, no, my, unless... my last thing that I want to touch on Saquon, just – First of all, I love the story about how him how he got to Fairfax. I mean, that for a, a kid his age to 
to kind of go through all the steps to get to, to Fairfax. Um, you love the commitment. And I believe, I remember, I saw his Instagram story like when he was in New York and then it was just like a few hours later, he was in the practice facility. The only thing that I've noticed from him is that he's always in the practice facility. Um, he is like a gym rat. So I, I love, um, you know, the fact that he's always in the gym. Uh, even before the teammates even showed up, um, he just seems like the, the work ethic is there. And I don't know, I just, I just love what you said about him. Um, yeah. No, and yeah. just to real, I mean, we're, we're going to play two bigs. We're also going to play, you know, it, it's, 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 you know, for, for for us to play consistently with two bigs, you know, it's, 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 it's also dependent on how well Josh continues to improve and stretch his game. You know, I have a, a theory. I, I very rarely have more than one non-shooter on the court at a time. You know, I classify a shooter as someone that at least has attempted one three a game. Um, and uh, so, so Josh has to continue to improve his game as a, a shooter, um, his, 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 a game, his a game plan from the perimeter. But, no, we'll still have lineups with four, four guards and, and five guards even. You know, I, I really wish we played more with Ticket at the five last season. So we'll have a lot of different lineups. You know, I talked about Boston and that – they're two bigs, but when it's winning time, you know, as Nate likes to point out, Jason Tatum's on the court at the four, you know, so we're not married to, you know, one one lineup over the other, but it's, as, it's absolutely something that we're going to do a heck of a whole lot more. And so let's, let's actually jump out of the portal and just touch on uh, just – one of the guys that we got out of um, high school, and I, I, I'm sort of downplaying it, but he's the guy that we've ever gotten out of high school, uh, the highest rated prospect we've ever uh, recruited, uh, Justin Fernandez. What element is he going to bring this year, um, given that he, he came on uh, last year, he was able to kind of practice with the team, go to games, sit on the bench, learn, listen, um, you know, what are you expecting out of Justin Fernandez this year? Should we should we be excited for an immediate impact, or should we give, you know, should we you know be patient? Uh, what's your assessment on Justin? Well, I joke with him um, a lot in games this past season that I was going to burn his red shirt and, and put him <laughs> in the game. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, again, I, I take everything with, you know. A, a grain of salt as far as expectations. You know, kid, they're kids, they're learning. I'm most excited that we got to have him early. He gained so much in getting to play against Deshaun every single damn practice. He get to learn. And he, he got to go to class. You know, he got to get a head start on his, his college career as a student. Um, he got to go through our spring program, which is a bear. And, um, just get his conditioning right, and I, I went to watch him train one day when they were home in, in Richmond, and I watched him, him work out with his trainer uh, Malik Bowden, and uh, and and watch him finish the workout with our spring conditioning workout. Um, obviously, his talent is undeniable. His his ability to attack in the open floor is it's incredible. You know, we have to be better at defense so we can get in the open floor more so we can have those opportunities for him to see a lane from the basket and then let his God-given God ability take over. But he's just going to continue to improve because he's such a humble learner. 
He is so, so, so curious, such an inquisitive mind. And to have that with the ridiculous raw talent that he has um, is special. We're just going to continue to to have him grow in the area of, 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 of toughness and, and defense like all freshmen. And um, I think he's going to be special. And I think on one of the Wizard post-game shows, you, you may have called him like one of the most athletic uh, basketball players you've ever played with or against or, or something along those lines. But how, how are you planning to utilize that athleticism? Are, like, are you planning on drawing up plays um, you know, I don't know, alley-oops or, or, or just ways to kind of um, get him some space. And... Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said he's the best athlete, not athlete as in like all athletes. I mean, sure. like yeah, yeah. jumper, leaper. He, he can, yeah, he's yeah. the best leaper I've, I've ever seen or been around um, like that I could have put my hands on. He he, he jumps the highest. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, yes, well, we have plays. We threw up lob plays for for Malik and 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 stuff this season because obviously it's one of his best attributes we we will but as we did a diagnostics on this past season you know our best offense was when it was random when our guys implemented the rules and principles that we work on every day it wasn't really the sets you know the set plays are good but it's much more beneficial instead of teaching your guys plays to teach them how to play um, I think random play is best. It's the hardest to prepare for. Um, you just got to have the collective discipline to do it, you know, because with that, you have to take care of the ball. You have to not throw careless passes. Um, one of our grad assistants, Matt Palumbo, did a really good breakdown of our season statistically. And and um, it was great to look at and read and just bounce that off my opinions and thoughts and research. Um, so, yeah, he's going to benefit because there's space. Their shared cognition, you know, we get stops. He can play in transition. There's that. There's randomness. We have mm-hmm. guards that are attacking the paint, which will create long closeouts for for defenders to make a decision on with Justin. You run him off the line. Do you let him shoot? You know, obviously the ball is going to be be in the paint in Josh's hands, who will make the right decision. You know, is Justin slashing as he stands spaced? You know, so I, I think. What's going to happen with him? It's going to come organically through what we put in. Yes, some plays, lob plays, but I mean, it's a, a very small dose of baskets are scored from set plays. And to piggyback off the kind of Justin Fernandez talk, obviously, um, super excited for him. You know, followed that closely, and um, just I don't know, just like that's a that's a player we could talk about for an hour alone. But I'm curious how you see him stacking up to the A10. Obviously, you know, super talented, high recruit. Do you see another Justin Fernandez in the A10 right now? And how do you kind of see him stacking up? Yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll be fine. I mean, he could have he could have went anywhere in the country. So I think he'll be fine in the A10. Now, he has the athleticism of Keyshawn Curry. You know, obviously a better shooter, but um, that that's the, the the type of athlete he is. Uh, he he's he's scratching the surface of what he is. You know, he's so inquisitive, so curious. Um, you know, I can't think of a player again. I don't like giving comparisons because I don't want to give guys unreal expectations of who they are. I want Justin to be the best version of Justin Fernandez, and that's probably the most cliche coach speak answer you'll ever get out of me. Um, but it's the and truth. And I get that because yeah. his he is he he's him. You know, he he's him. He's 
he's himself. He's he's very unique of a, of a player. And I just love the fact, you know, you talk about play groups, you know, in practice when we split up and do like football style, um, you know, station or work groups. Justin's going to get to battle with DJ Bailey, Davon Cooper, uh, Devontae Gaines, and uh, Elvis Najee every day. You know, like those group of wings, two, three, three, four, is it's it's going to be really, really, really good for him. So for him to play with Davon, VJ, Ticket for one season, and then those guys step aside after this year, and he can step into that role wholly, you know, ready to play big minutes. He's going to play meaningful minutes as a freshman, and I just think he's going to learn so much. The expectations from us are high, but at the same time, you know, we, we understand the, the growth process as well. Um, yeah, but he's he a just freshman. Se- he just seems like a guy that, you know, we haven't had, like, there's a couple. Mike Morrison was a guy who could explode, and he was also a guy that had some grit. And that was a player that, like, a lot of the fans could get behind. So, like, getting back to that style of just, like, dudes who can throw it on the rim and guys who won't get pushed around is, like, something that we had in Ryan Pearson and Mike Morrison. Like, that was a edge that, like, Mason fans are... Are, are waiting to have back like no like Mike Morrison was suspended for fighting like that like we just kind of got after it in a different way so hearing like you know that we're that, that we're just, just adding size you know it's obvious um it just gets Mason fans excited but I think we got to move on uh, uh to, to to Devin Dinkins local freshman super talented guy we we got to see live um you know who can score from multiple levels uh, interested in, in, in your thoughts about him. Um, obviously, a, 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 a big priority uh, when you got to Mason, and you can see why. Anyone who's from the area knows the league he played in um, and the team he played on. So I, I'm curious. You know, we we love talking about the point guard position because you know I sat in a presser where you talked about how important it was to have a point guard that was locked in and engaged with you, like as you're talking, and to to make sure you have that relationship. And then he's your like first point guard that you're recruiting. So I'm interested, like obviously that um, you've seen what you wanted out of him, and and can you can you go deeper into that? Into that? Yeah, I went back and looked on Twitter. I, I uh, we got the job here on March 23rd. I offered Devin Dinkins March 23rd. Um, he was a name that was on my 2022 board at Tennessee and then COVID mm-hmm. craziness kind of happened and I never got to get coach Barnes out to see him because we couldn't get on the road to recruit that, 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 that season, uh, pretty much. No, I love him. I love him. I loved him when I was at Tennessee. Uh, and, and, and I love him now, you know, I, in evaluating our roster, I knew that point guard was a incredibly important position for us to uh to have at that time i didn't know tyler kolek was a freaking point guard and then i see him <laughs> go to the big east and average 37 assists a game um but uh really excited for dev and his upside you know when i use the word unleash it, it kind of in, in a way i could kind of talk about unleashing or wanting to unleash every one of these guys and some of them need some help in unleashing themselves like i think devin is really 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 good but i i just want him to show it like i don't care how deep he shoots it from like i think he can really really shoot it you know we 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 work we talk about him improving you know his float game every single every game that trey young 
played in this season in the NBA. You know, Ike Tate and Matt Palumbo are graduate assistants from this past year. Ike's moving on because his GA ship, he got his masters, is done. They clipped up that game of every single Trey Young field goal and assist, and we sent it to Devin. Every single Trey Young game, like I want him to play like that. I just want him to be so aggressive, so downhill, so nasty, um, and he has it in him. I've seen it. I've seen it quite a bit. You know, he he got knocked out of AAU season a little early last summer um, with a knee injury. And knee or ankle, one or the two, knee or ankle. I think it was ankle. But when he was playing, he played well. Uh, he shoots it. Um, he can get to the paint, and he's a winner. He makes his free throws. He's a winner. And I want to, and I want to go further into that because I do wonder, like you know, at his size, is he shifty enough? You know, does does size not matter when getting to the bucket? Like, where do you see him? I believe he can shoot from anywhere. That was a Hearing that information was was awesome. I mean, I think, you know, just kind of watching some of his film just kind of shows that he can kind of pull up from every, from, from anywhere. But I'm curious what you, what you think he can do um, around the basket. I, I've seen some some ability. Some ability to, to, to no, he did some. Within, yeah, and, I mean, it's it's so much stuff. I mean, high school guys, man, they, they so much stuff they don't know. They 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 they're, they're playing a game. Like, think about this: high school basketball. You're playing against. 14 to 18 year olds right of those 14 to 18 year olds 99 percent of them don't play college don't play division one basketball you're playing against 99 percent of your opponents don't play college basketball if you're in that division one if you're in that one percent you're getting by on ridiculous talent so I talked about we don't really recruit, we coach. So in the coaching of Devin or recruiting, you want to call it, that was just showing him things to utilize that can really help his game develop. And he's incredibly, he really listens and takes heed to what you're saying, and he can really implement it right away. But Villanova, Jay Wright, they won two national championships by simply playing very fundamental basketball at the end of drives, staying down, playing off two feet, Shot faking, pivoting, spinning out, finding an open teammate. You know, I say all the time, you can jump to make a pass, but you you, you can't jump to find a pass. And and Justin, you know, again, he's so talented, playing against 99% of opponents who won't play Division One basketball. And, you know, he left his feet a lot around the rim, and he got himself in a lot of trouble. And it makes you look bad. And we just told him to stop doing that. And then he started to do it. He stopped doing it, and he started to play off two feet, and he started to shot fake, and it just made him look so much better as a player. So, yes, he has the speed and the shiftiness to get in the paint. Um, He's going to continue to develop his floater, but his ability to be solid and play off two feet and get to the paint and spray it around to all the shooters, Coop, VJ, um, Blake, um, Justin, the guys we're going to ticket, the guys we're going to have on the court. It's just going to make him more and more of a threat. Mm. Now, I, I know that we touched earlier on Elvis Naji, but uh, I just want to bring him back up. And uh, first of all, I, I guess I'm, I'm curious, will any, and maybe you haven't decided yet, but do you have any uh, thoughts on like red shirts or is everyone no. good to go? No, everyone's, or, everyone's, everyone's, everyone's playing. Awesome. Um, and so with Elvis 
you know, could we, I, I know that he's sort of a guy that maybe fell through the cracks because of, uh, you know, the portal and maybe, you know, coaches not looking his way. And I know that he held some very impressive offers um, yeah, a few years ago from uh, programs that may have lost their coach. And, and so it's kind of like a series of unfortunate events, but he somehow landed here. Um, maybe talk about how you want to utilize him as, is he a guy that's going to give Josh uh, a breather? Uh, how, how do you kind of want to utilize his skill set? Because he looks absolutely dominant in his uh, yeah. videos. I mean, yeah. I just love his game. Well, he's another player that I was recruiting when I was at Tennessee. Um, you know, Nate got to coach against his older cousin, Zeke Naji at Arizona. Um, one of my agents when I was a player overseas reps, Zeke Naji. And I was assistant at Tennessee, and Adam Pensack reached out to me about Zeke's little cousin, uh, Elvis Najee from Minnesota, Hopkins. So I started recruiting Elvis during the 2020, that spring and summer, it was the pandemic. And we're just in the offices all day because we can't do anything. We have to like watch our guys work out from the balcony because of social distance. So I was just, I started recruiting him. And then the summer got going, we got to get on the court you know, our 2021 class was pretty much wrapped up with Kennedy, and we were we were all in on Paulo Bancaro and Jabari Smith and and, and Harrison Ingram, and uh, so those guys took up a lot of our recruiting attention. And I kind of just forgot about Elvis um, because he was being recruited by some Big Ten schools, um, you know. So I just kind of thought like it, it may be hard to get a kid from Big Ten country here. And he was a high major prospect. Arizona was recruiting him. And so I kind of just forgot about him. And when we get here to Mason, I really forgot about him because I thought he was probably just committed somewhere in the Big Ten by now. And this spring, I was just scrolling through Twitter and I seen someone post that he had an offer from Lamar. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? So I kind of did a quick deep dive of his recruiting, of just a Google search of his name to make sure there was nothing bad that happened that like hindered his recruitment or uh, reached out to the school, looked at his grades. He's a really he's a great student. Um, and then I just got our staff on video. Um, I kind of Coach Felton took it over uh, once you know we brought it to everyone's attention and Coach Felton did a great job connecting all the dots in his recruitment. Um, with his uncles. He had an uncle, Obi, who played for Billy Donovan at Florida, and uncle, Afam, that Zeke's dad. Mm -hmm. um, he comes from a great high school program in Minneapolis. And um, we just fell in love with him on film, his size, his versatility. And then when you get to watch him more up close, he has the projection in the future of a wing player. And I think he's more comfortable as a 4-3 right now. But uh, I see him as the future in, in the future playing exclusively on the wing, um, and he'll play this season. He's absolutely going to play and going to compete for minutes for big minutes. He can play anywhere. He can play a three, he can play a four, he can play a five. It doesn't matter if you're tough enough, if you're physical enough, um, if you're smart enough. Um, but he'll play. We're really, really, really excited about adding him. He's only like six six and a half, but he's a seven two wingspan. Um, incredibly long arms, incredibly long arms. Um, so really excited about E. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, and uh, the game and tape that we've watched, um, you know, he, he I don't want to say that he looks or has similar moves to even Oduro, but he, he definitely has um, sort of that presence underneath the hoop that, um, 
there's some similarities there, but um, it looks like he has good footwork and he can hit the jumper from outside. When I'm watching his film, I'm like, you know, right. what am I missing? You know, and we do like we try to go in as as far as we can. You know, obviously there's like eight eight of us sharing like film and stuff, so we're trying to like to even just like watch games, you know, just bad games, but just try to cherry pick as much as we can. And uh, he just looks like a guy that that contributes all the time. So I'm kind of curious about, about Elvis or, you know, I, what, what intrigued me was hearing you say that, you know, he would be kind of practicing in the wing groups at times. Cause we were wondering, you know, is he a, is he a five man? Is he a four man? Um, we, we didn't really know. And I understand he could play anywhere, but, yeah, but no, he's a wing. He's a wing. And so, yeah, just w- what I was saying though, with just him looking like a Duro, it was going to be like me segueing into Peter Oduro, um, Josh's brother, uh, could you maybe give us some insight on Peter? Um, I, I know that, um, you know, obviously uh, brother of Josh, but, you know, not uh, a ton out there on sort of his game and recruitment and all that. So if you just want to fill in Mason Nation on, you know, who Peter is, um, you know, how'd you find out about him? And I mean, obviously we know how you found out about him, but, uh, but just <laughs> how'd like, you find you know, out about him. But, yeah. But, hey, but tell but, us, tell us real but quick. Also, how, like, how, how you found insight out about on his him. Game. How, like, is, uh, he, is he similar Jones. to Josh? Like how, how similar to Josh is he? he? Like, is he... I found out about him cause, uh, <laughs> I, I know his older brother a little bit yeah, yeah. and, uh, his mom, Chris and his dad, Kofi and his little sister, Sarah are good friends of mine. And they're at our, they have season tickets to Mason basketball, so um, they're at a lot of our games. But obviously, I got to know Peter through Josh. Um, you know, he was in a gym. He was in our gym a lot, obviously working out with Josh and just being around. I got to spend time with them off the court. You know, going to spend time at Josh's house in Gainesville with his family, and um, you know, sometimes Josh and I would just go watch some of Peter's high school games and the more and more I watched him um, limited minutes but I just fell in love with who he was as a person and a competitor he played a game against uh, Kanye West's school Donda he played a game against Donda and we had just lost like and I know I, I know when we lose games because of the like shame and embarrassment I have walking into high school games. I'm just like, you know, you don't want your face to be seen. And we had just lost a game on a no box out. Um, I think it was actually, yeah, the Washington game. We lost a game on a no box out. And um, so I'm all in on rebounding right now. Go to see Peter play. And he's playing limited minutes. But when he gets in, we call it a body punch. It's a Dwayne Simpkins term. But when the shot goes up, you absolutely, you punch the person that dares to try to go off as a rebound. You punch them with your shoulder and your arms and your back. You absolutely, you punch them. And Peter may have had four or five of the best body punches in that game as I've ever seen. Um, He's an incredible worker. He's a great teammate. And I think that's great value to that in a program. And um, he's just, he's going to be a tremendous addition to our team and really excited to watch him grow and, and see where he takes his game over these next few seasons. 
A couple Wait, times tonight, sorry, Jonesy, a couple times tonight, you've kind of, you've mentioned Simpkins and obviously, you know, kind of unique, you, you know, kept being kept from the, the last um, coaching staff, a guy that we all like, um, local guy has shown by George, nothing but love the, you know, since we started, always been willing to, to, to do interviews with us. We did like a sidelines with Simpkins bit where we hopped on with him for some episodes, like always just like really cool really cool to us. So when we found out that he was staying on staff, like, uh, I don't know, like we, we were pretty excited. I know it sounds like kind of dumb to some fringe fans that we're like getting hyped over the assistant coach getting kept, but like he kind of has that style for us that we just always kind of appreciated. So talk a little bit. I mean, you, you referenced him in, in recruiting and, and just now again in, in his terms, like what's he brought to your staff and why did you keep him? You know, when I when we got here, kind of a profile of what you want for a staff, and 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 I really wanted someone with, you know, really good ties and relationships in the region, but also someone that I could trust. And um, I, I said this before, but when I was when I when when we got the job, and I was just making random calls to people around in the area, high school coaches, just checking in, talking, introducing myself, reintroducing myself. Um, Coach Simpkins kept coming up unprovoked, like I wasn't even asking about their opinion on him. I was ready to make my own decision on who we want, but just, and it was too many people for him to, you know, be making calls to these people saying, put in a good word for me. And it was too random because I kind of work in, no one knows what I'm thinking, the way I move in recruiting or calling. No one knows what I'm thinking. So it was no way for him to be ahead of me in making these calls to people. And then when I got to meet him, um, it was just an energy that I really connected with. Um, he has a great relationship with our players, um, and uh, we're lucky that he's here. It was a story I tell. It's and again, as a young coach, sometimes you get lucky. You know, as a first-time head coach, and I got lucky. You know, we got lucky in being able to say Dwayne Simpkins is an assistant coach at George Mason. Um, we're on a Zoom call early on in the process, and I thought the Zoom was going amazing. It was a great Zoom. It may have been Justin Fernandez's Zoom, and it was early. And his mom asked, the Zoom was winding down, his mom asked, hey, can you tell us about the, the living situation and where the guys eat? And me, Coach Felton, Nate, I.J. Poole, Matt Palumbo, we were stuck. T.J. Grams, we had no answer. And Sim just comes out and he kills the answer, like just information and data and this and that and answered the question with video slides. And he like shared his screen and he had it ready. And I was like, damn, that was good because you know, we could have very we, we, we would have you know, we would have found a way to work around it. But we didn't know. And you don't know what you don't know. Now I know. Now, when it's your first time in a place, you better find out about food and where the kids stay because that's what parents care about. And we were so locked into basketball and what we do and blah, blah, blah. But Simp has been great. Um, he works with our point guards. He's played for two Hall of Fame head coaches, you know, and Morgan Wooten and Gary Williams. But our entire staff, you know, I can't talk about them enough. They, 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 they helped me so much. And this first season was such a big learning experience for all of us in operating together, especially in games. Um, them learning what I want, me learning what I need, um, and how to get it from, I think, Nate Thomason. I think he'll be an NBA head coach one day, honestly. I think college is beneath him, to tell you the truth. Um, coach Felton, obviously, with his wealth of experience, 
being on successful teams um, and, and simp. Um, I think they're all really, really good. And uh, I think they all have incredibly bright futures. Yeah, no, and I feel like even Brian undersold him as just like a local guy, but he's like a local legend. I mean, he's a DMV, uh, you know, played at Maryland. I'm sure a lot of the parents and fathers that you meet may, you know, clearly know him. Um, but uh, as we sort of uh, sign off tonight, um, just, you know, uh, as a, you know, retrospective look at, you know, all the players that we're, we're bringing in, um, you know, I, I love the in-depth insight on, you know, how you found everyone and, and yep. their game and their style. And, um, you know, it, I, I feel like I just have one last question, you know, with, with the amount of size that you're bringing in, I feel like there was a concerted effort to sort of address um, getting points or buckets around around the bucket like you, you wanted to increase maybe getting some field goal attempts um, you know just getting to the rim do you want to shoot as many threes as you did last year I mean I think a graphic came out and we actually led the conference in three-point attempts attempted uh, is that something that you want to continue and do you feel like you have the roster to do that or do you feel like, you know, with Schwartz's departure that, you know, maybe we'll take a step back and, and more even out? Um, what, what are you looking for in terms of an offense this coming season with this new, um, you know, roster with increased added size? Um, yeah, I mean, if if you're telling me we're going to shoot 37%, <laughs> absolutely. You know, I mean, it's absolutely. I think I wish we shot a little more. Um, obviously, we broke the all-time record and made threes, but we had two less games. You know, we 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 uh, we didn't get to play Duquesne, didn't get to play Rhode Island. Um, we turned the ball over too much. Um, I think of the turned down three we didn't shoot in front of our bench against St. Louis at home. That would have broke their back. That led to a turnover which led to a Josh concussion, which led to a loss to St. Louis, which led to a loss to LaSalle, which led to a loss to Richmond, right? Like, uh, no, we can shoot more threes. Um, and But at the same time, we need to get more layups. And those two things are so – and we need to shoot more free throws, right? Mm-hmm. And those things are so deeply tied. Like, we're not just coming down and shooting threes um, with no rotation – Without the ball. Now, sometimes we did. You know, I remember we shot a couple at Fordham that I thought was bad. I thought Deshaun shot a bad one uh, somewhere else. At LaSalle, maybe. Um, you know, and, 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 and sometimes, you know, you it's like it's give and take. Like our guys, our guys had the best percentage-wise shooting seasons of their lives. Deshaun, Coop, Ticket, Josh. Um you know, Xavier Johnson. I mean, yeah. he shot 36% from three. Like, uh, you know, Jamal Hartwell didn't, and I, and I hate it for him because he is a really good shooter, but he just didn't shoot well um, this season. But I, I know that that success comes from the confidence that we instill in him. You know, yes, we're going to shoot as many threes, um, hopefully more because we take care of the ball more, uh, hopefully because we get, we're better defensively and we get more stops. But we're going to have a much more concerted effort to get the ball to the paint. 
you know, okay. which will create easier score for us, which will create more threes for us, which will get us to the free throw line more. So, um, you know, we didn't have much wrong with our offense except for um, the ball security was an issue. Uh, we were at about 20% early in the season. We actually got it down. We finished top five in the league in turnover percentage, um, but we just let a lot of games get away from our inability to create shots. Um, again, that's from turnovers that we forced, that we, we, we gave up, um, and turnovers we didn't create, um, but definitely going to let it fly. Man, I love to hear it. I think we got to. Sh- I think we have to shut it down. Like, you yeah, know, we the, have two the, more episodes. The beautiful, yeah, the beautiful thing about this is we got two more of them. This is the start uh, of of talk with us, Kim English edition, episode one. Um, this episode slapped, and I'm just like, I, I think we got to like take the take it for granted and and shut this down. Kim English, you know, we appreciate you so much. Um, you know, I don't even know if you know, but it's, you know, just, just our, 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 our appreciation is so deep. Um, and, and we're just, we're behind you, you know, we're, that's, you know, a lot of what we're doing at this point is, is in support of your, um, your efforts here at Mason. So I appreciate we're, we're it. You this is your guys program. This is a, this is every Mason's fan program. I want that to be a way of life, a energy, a feeling like every single student, like, I wanted to be like Duke and Gonzaga, right? Make Mason basketball a part of the student life at Mason. Like, let's fill it up both sides, yeah. both end zones. You know, if, if season tickets aren't sold, creep over to those seats. I don't care. Tweet, let's go. <laughs> tweet me, ask for tickets. Like, take ownership of it. Like, that's the way it's going to become an engine that's unstoppable and really fun, you know? Yeah, and you, you're you talking to guys like I, I was there during the Final Four. I was there in 08 when we made to the tournament, lost to Notre Dame. I was in grad school when we um, ended up playing Ohio State. We beat Villanova. So, you know, it, it's, it's all about being a part of a winning culture, and it just hooks you for life. And it's just something that, um, you know, the program and the students haven't had, um, you know, over the last few years. But, you know, I feel like there's there's like a turn – uh, you could feel that there's interest again. The students are coming back. Um, the so, students yeah. stepped up. We're, let's just say it, like, it. Let's just let's just like Hell yeah. say it like it needs to be said. Sometimes, like the students brought it. Like, do they need to get up more? Hundred percent. Is there things they could do better? Yes. But multiple games, they filled it up. So, students, if you're listening, man, keep coming. You know, I think you we we got a program that that you can be excited for. Kim English on the mic. We appreciate you so much for for hopping on again. We got two more of these. We thought we were gonna get thirty minutes. We got an hour ten. Um, it's a it, it, it's a beautiful thing, and Kim, we just appreciate you. Love you guys. Peace.